0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a long-time listener, you know how much mental health means
1: to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddie, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will
0: connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge.
1: Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com D-F-W-T-O and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot D-F-W-T-O. And remember guys, don't fuck with the original. Now let's get into the episode.
0: And welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host,
1: Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are for podcasts.
0: Back to our regularly scheduled programs. Huge shout out and thank you to everyone over the past couple months that we have interviewed. It has been a wonderful, wonderful time with all of you. You all have been wonderful, so sweet, so nice, so informative, and we have truly enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's been, uh, it was so, it was really a lot of fun, actually. Like, every single one we did, um, it was just, it was so different, and it was something that, we've done interviews before, but not like that. Mm -hmm. And even some of the (laughs) people that we, I think even majority of people we interviewed at one point, like we had never even met in person. Mm -hmm. So, um, all of it was amazing and awesome and really cool and such an amazing opportunity. And just, yes, yes. Thank you so much for everybody, your friends to the show for life. And, um, would definitely love to have everybody back on at some point.
0: Yes. So, Alright guys, well tonight we are back to our regularly scheduled program with our first episode where we're going to talk about a spooky place that I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about yet. Um, It is a cemetery that's very close to both of us. Um, Spring Grove Cemetery. It is absolutely fucking beautiful. If you haven't been in this area, make sure to Google pictures of (laughs) Spring Grove Cemetery time um, because the pictures are absolutely gorgeous. It is actually actually a location where a lot of people do a lot of pictures for like weddings, engagement, um, graduation. It's very much a photo hot spot for very good reasons. I actually when I posted my pictures of the Chucky photos, the professional Chucky photos, they were done at Spring Grove Cemetery. Fun fact. So we are going to talk about this very decently old cemetery. Um, and some of these spooky things that happened there. And, uh, if you guys saw the picture that I posted today, it was of that church. I, oh my god. Or, not church. Is it a church? Well, uh, I, I guess you would say, like,
1: what? Mausoleum?
0: Mausoleum. Thank you. Mausoleum. I'm like, it's not a church. What
1: is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, and two, what are they, uh, like, at Danvers, like whatever the facade front, there was a certain name for that. Gothic, not goth. Um, and I can't think of that.
0: She's got to Google it because now we're gonna it's sit here a, and debate try me. trying to figure out
1: what it's called. <laughs> okay, so it's Gothic architecture. They kept the okay not the <laughs> the tower and the steeple of the kirkbride kirkbride that was the word i was looking for mm-hmm. thank you okay cuz it does look like a freaking castle it does um so yeah i actually yeah living close to a place like this is kind of kind of crazy um if you ever happen to visit cincinnati um the cemetery just so happens to be in really close proximity, I'd say about five minutes away from a little section of Cincinnati called Northside that is really cool and eclectic and has different, um, shops and, uh, restaurants and, um, and, like within walking distance and it's just a, a really neat little place. Um, yeah, it's a fun little area to check out. So, um, and if you're in the area, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So this article is from Cincinnati Ghost and it is titled Haunted Spring Grove Cemetery. Um, this is I guess this is just basically a blog site that just talks about different uh, haunted spooky areas around Cincinnati. So fun fact
0: too, this is the third largest cemetery in the country. And that's wild to me because I didn't realize is... just how big it was. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's pretty huge. Crazy.
1: Because you can, like, drive around and you're still in the cemetery. And I'm like. (laughs) There's people that will even. There's a blogger that I follow from Cincinnati that, um, like, she drives her, like, scooter through there. Because a lot of people will even, you know, obviously, if you're respectful, like, you can basically cut through there to, like you know if you're on a little scooter or bike or something like that if you're just heading home from one area to another and you cut through traffic like, if you don't mind cutting through a cemetery i mean you know oh my god i'd love that i'd be like oh hey dude. guys what's up every time oh, i drive really past the
0: cemetery it. i'm always like hey guys hope everyone's doing well today like i talk to them just like they're people i'm like hello and like when we were at the church a few weeks ago, we were in the graveyard, and I made a wrong turn. And I was like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Hi, sorry guys. about that.
1: <laughs> sorry to disturb.
0: It's like it's close to like ten o'clock at night. I'm sorry. Um, Spring Grove Cemetery. So it is, and Spring Grove is also the largest in Ohio. Um, it's known for its sprawling scope, Gothic architecture, and of course, stories of the paranormal chartered in 1845 the cemetery has housed cincinnati's dearly departed for nearly 200 years including the remains of notable cincinnatians from the civil war general jo- from civil war general joseph hooker feminist and abolitionist writer francis wright and even the founder of the kroger grocery stores bernard kroger since its pre-civil war establishment the cemetery has expanded to match cincinnati's sprawling size and although its architecture remains deeply classical alongside the contemporariness of the city undenia its undeniable beauty and impressive scope earns it a reputation as one of Cincinnati's most definitive features
1: as well as a spot among its most haunted. So as far as some history and background, Spring Grove Cemetery's classical elegance traces its roots to the grandiose rural cemeteries of Western Europe, and the contemporary Northeastern United States. When the Cincinnati Hort- Horticultural Society formed to charter the cemetery in early 1844, they drew particular influence from the paris Lachaise Cemetery in Paris, France, and the Mount Auburn Cemetery in Cambridge, Massachusetts. The name Spring Grove arose, rather obviously, from the generous amounts of both springs and groves found within the rolling green hills of the cemetery grounds. By late January of 1845, the Cincinnati Horticultural Society had officially chartered Spring Grove Cemetery. On September 1st of that year, the very first burial took place. What would normally be a morose occasion strangely emanated an air of celebration as the first soul enjoyed the honor of being laid to rest and would soon become one of the nation's largest and most beautiful burial grounds. Ten years later, Spring Grove acquired much of the charistic characteristic landscaping it's known for today. Renowned landscape architect Adolf Strauss, I believe it's pronounced, or Strauch, um, drew up intricate plants for ornate stone fountains, placid lakes, carvings of angels, and lush greenery such as trees, shrubs, and flowers, including the stunning pink blossoms of the eastern redbud trees interspersed throughout the grounds. Strauch soon gained international recognition for his work at Spring Grove. And to this day, the cemetery is widely acknowledged as one of the most beautiful in the nation. By 2007, Spring Grove had landed a coveted spot on the national registry of, uh, of historic places. And the rest is history. You know, it's really funny,
0: you know, reading through this, it's like, I never realized just how much notoriety this cemetery had. I mean, I've been there uh, quite a few times actually. I've been there and I'm like, I've always thought, wow, this is so beautiful. It's, you know, very historic looking. I love the architecture, but I've never thought, and I thought it was big, but I've never realized just
1: how big and notable yeah. notable it was. Yeah. the um, What most kids were probably taught uh, when they were little, I know I was, Johnny Appleseed, like the actual Johnny Appleseed um, is buried there. There's like this big monument to him there um yeah the place is absolutely gorgeous it's it's beautiful i've been a couple of times it's really 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 beautiful
0: so some haunted happenings Admits the classical gothic beauty of spring grove cemetery with its intricately carved stone angels and church-like mausoleums there we go church-like mausoleum that's what that was a picture of The horrendously tacky stone bust of Charles Brewer sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, this thing is weird looking.
1: I only saw it one time when I was in high (laughs) school and it freaked out everybody.
0: The head, neck, and shoulders of the late real estate Mogul. mogul mogul are positioned in the center of the large obelisk rising above his grave, giving Charles full view of his final resting place. His stone face is characterized by a fluffy carved mustache Sagging jowls and a tiny snub nose, making him appear more like a pug than a man. They are not wrong. But undoubtedly, the most defining feature of the bust is the pair of frighteningly, frighteningly, fr- frighteningly. Thank you. That God. is a weird word. Frightingly, frighteningly. Okay. Realistic eyes peering out from its dog-like head. So you've got realistic eyes of a pug. Many visitors have claimed that the eyes of Charles Brewer follow them wherever they go, and others even claim the eyes are real. Whatever the case, the bus is certainly not a
1: sight for sore eyes. Yeah, nobody would even get close enough to see, but, like, it, it's very strange how, from a distance, you would think that they were maybe even real eyes looking at you. It's, it's, pictures don't even do it justice. Like, pictures, pictures look creepy. But like seeing it, I'm even, you know, and I'm remembering this years ago. <laughs> um, Like from memory, I remember like nobody would even get close. And I'm sure it's, I mean, glass eyes can look pretty goddamn realistic. But, right. Yeah.
0: I remember when I went the first time and saw that, I literally said, What the fuck is that? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that's <laughs> not your reaction. <laughs> Was there a famous pug I'm nowhere? <laughs> Oh my god, it's my, or it's Otis. It's Pugman. It's Otis for Milo and Otis. That's mean to Otis. Otis was way cuter. Otis deserved better. <laughs> Poor-
1: <laughs> hashtag Otis deserved
0: better. <laughs> I should just put that as a hashtag. Hashtag Milo and Otis. Hashtag <laughs> Otis deserved better. Oh, I love it. One visitor, <laughs> that's a shirt. <laughs> It is. That's a fucking shirt, man. It is. Hashtag Otis deserved better. One visitor of the haunted Spring Grove Cemetery tells a particularly hair-raising tale involving the bust of Charles Brewer. According to his report, the visitor was strolling through the graveyard just before nightfall. The cemetery was minutes away from closing, but the visitor decided he still had more to see. Ignoring the hours posted on the front gate, the man continued down his path, whistling as he walked. He stopped in front of the tall white grave
1: marker, bearing the eerie yellow eyes of Charles Brewer. The man claims that the eyes seem to be watching him, but even creepier, they seem to recognize him as an intruder. Refusing to let Charles impede on his forbidden tour of the grounds, the man turned to leave when suddenly, and he swears by this. (laughs) 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 this Otis deserved phone. Oh my God. (laughs) One of the eyes popped out of Charles's head. And landed on the ground beside his foot. I would have screamed, peed myself, and probably died. I would have Um, screamed. (laughs) The eye then turned itself all the way around. I definitely would have died. The eye turned itself all the way around. Well, you're in a cemetery, so at least you're... (laughs) I'm, I'm home. To gawk up at the man, squelching... Squelching. There is no reason for that season four of Stranger Things. (laughs) Squelching. Wetly as it moves.
0: Squelching wetly. That was definitely in season four of Stranger Things.
1: Feeling a little too seen, the man decided, (laughs) literally, the man decided to cut his tour short right then and there. He claims to have returned to Spring Grove the next day to see if his eyes had deceived him, only to find the eye securely back in its place. Had he imagined the whole thing? Was he on mushrooms? But upon closer inspection, the man could just barely make out the faint, glistening trail of goo. (laughs) Goo. Where the eye landed like a, I was going to say like a snail, like a ghostly snail trail or an ectoplasmic X marks the spot. It It seems as though Charles Brewer succeeded in ensuring the man never disobeyed the rules of his scared resting place ever again i think that's supposed to say sacred i love it yeah oh yeah it would be sacred <laughs> i mean and scared like what the fuck
0: i think that um, is the funniest thing i've ever heard i mean, in my i life. read
1: this i and but I, the, I i try, I proofread the articles um i, I think we both do if we well, ever yeah yeah anything for a certain topic and when I read that, like I knew I was gonna laugh saying it on the podcast. Because when I read it, I fucking cracked up. I was like, "Imagine that it? not funny, like the eye." Because you're imagining it, especially if you've seen it. It's like an episode you're of Goosebumps. Imagining, literally, imagining. <laughs> I'm, I was thinking goosebumps, or are you afraid of the? Yeah, literally, literally like, literally, like, like yep. the eye bob. Eye, eye bob. I took a ball and pop, and just combined them, and said, "It's eye bob now." Hit i
0: bob i bob
1: rewind and <laughs> now. um so you're literally imagining the eyeball popping out landing in front of you and just scooting along like i'm over here and literally imagining not. swelching wetly yeah it, you're right stranger <laughs> things oh god like it yeah like literally that that last season of Stranger Things, oh. all of the subtitles were oh, squelching. That was that was that was woof. <laughs> it was woofo <Whoa>, <laughs> <laughs> Um Undoubtedly, the most terrifying tale of all to come out of Spring Grove circulates around the Dexter family crypt, a private mausoleum tracing its roots back to the 1860s. Framed by gnarled spectral trees that seem to remain black and leafless leafless all year long, the gothic-style crypt looks like something out of a horror movie. Its secluded cliffside location certainly doesn't help abate any creepy feelings either. More disturbing still is the crypt's interior. Wide stone steps lead up to the open structure lined with shelves of tombs housing generations of Dexter family dead. Standing inside the dark chapel-like structure... Where the light never seems, never quite seems to reach, it's easy to see why it inspired so many scary stories. And while you may feel brave enough to peek inside during the day, venturing into the crypt at night is an entirely different story. One night, a pair of young teenagers made this unfortunate mistake.
0: The two had been hanging around with a group of older boys who made a habit of hazing their younger friends, consistently daring them to do impulsive, often dangerous deeds in the name of proving themselves. On this particular night, the group happened to be walking by the cemetery when one of the older boys dared their young followers to hop the fence and enter the infamous Dexter family crypt. The boy refused at first until the older teenagers conceded that if the pair completed this final task, they would never be hazed again and finally be accepted into their group. This offer was too good to pass up, and the boys agreed. After checking and double-checking to make sure no one was watching, the two scaled the tall metal gate surrounding the cemetery and set off down the winding path towards the crypt. Everything was dark and still, and the first chill of winter began to creep through the air as they walked. I feel like I'm reading a creepypasta right right now, now, right? (laughs) Soon the two came across... (sighs) Soon the two came across a hulking, gothic structure that could only be the Dexter family mausoleum. They stood outside the black hole of the entrance, neither of them wanting to be the first to venture inside. You go first, said one, no you," said the other. Before they could agree any further, a devilish growl emerged from the darkness... The two exchanged a panicked glance and were just about to turn, tail, and run when something stopped them in their tracks.
1: From out of the mouth of the crypt crept a pair of... Crypt <laughs> snar- crept. Crypt crept, crept. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I almost didn't make that one. Um, <clears throat> snarling white dogs, their eyes aglow with blue fire. One of the dogs threw back its ghostly head and let out a blood-curling howl. That was more than enough to send the two youngsters running for the hills but not before one of them could pluck a pink flower from the branches of the eastern redbud tree growing just outside the mausoleum walls the vibrant pink souvenir from inside the cemetery coupled with the frightening tale the boys had to tell forever cemented their status within the group and the two were never hazed again if you ever had the privilege of traveling traveling to the beautiful city of cincinnati Try your best to drag your friends and family to Spring Grove Cemetery. Sure, it may be among the creepier attractions the city has to offer, but if you're a true fan of all things Wicked, then Spring Grove Cemetery is an absolute must-see. Just be sure to look away before nightfall. I liked that one. That was good. That was a really, really well-done article, too. Mm -hmm. I think that it really was. Um... I personally think the Dexter Mausoleum is beautiful, <laughs> frankly. But I mean, um, I-, I could totally see how it would scare the crap out of people. I could totally get it. Um, but yeah, so uh, just a little bit of history as far as um who is buried in the dexter mausoleum in case anybody's curious i did find uh, a cincinnati Enquirer article from 2014 is edmund dexter 1801 to 1862 he was the family patriarch immigrated from england married a new yorker moved to cincinnati in the 1820s and established a liquor distribution company downtown in the city his mansion at 4th and Broadway was one of the city's finest, hosted many a mover and shaker, including Charles Dickens in 1842 and Prince Wales, later Edward VII, the King of England in 1860. The mansion became the headquarters of Western and Southern Life Insurance, insurance which raised it in 1914, which is hilarious because my dad worked in that. <laughs> that is funny. Right before <laughs> That's funny. Um, Dexter and Sons products included Old Dexter, Arlington, Holmesdale Rye, Quaker Seal, Target Rye, and Old A. Keller. According to one newspaper entry, Dexter left each of his sons a liberal fortune. Julius Dexter, 1840 to 1898, was the fourth Edmunds' five sons. He graduated from Harvard, worked in the family business, served a short stint in the Civil War was a state senator, ran for governor on the gold Democratic ticket the year before his death. Of his three sons who stayed in Cincinnati, Julius, who was single, was a visible civic leader. He belonged to numerous boards and helped execute um, several positions in societies, including the Literary Club. Uh, He was president of the Cincinnati Hamilton and Dayton Railway, chaired the Music Hall Building Committee, and managed finances as president of the Board of Trustees of the sinking fund. Um, he died of heart disease. Annie Dexter was the eldest of the Charles' four daughters. She died of pneumonia in 1916 in Quebec and left her younger sister out of her will. Her estate was substantial, 700000 at the time, as compared to her other sister Mary's, 40000 when she died in 1911. Alice challenged Annie's will and settled out of court She never had, she had never shown any affection for me, Annie said of Alice in her will. (laughs) Alice Dexter Walker was the only daughter of Charles and Anna to marry. Her husband was University of Cincinnati Spanish professor Carl F. Walker. She had one son, Carol Walker, who had to change his name to Charles Dexter in order to collect a $20,000 inheritance from his aunt, Annie. Alice, who was an international traveler like her father, died in her observatory avenue home the second charles dexter lived with his wife dorothy um, in mount lookout and died age 54 in 1960 alice died in 1944 there was no record of charles or dorothy having any children Um, edmund dexter was the middle of the children he traveled to england numerous times uh married his wife had three children One died age five of whooping cough. One died of diphtheria uh, at age six. And Edmund Dexter lived to be 50. Uh, Emma, his wife, was an accomplished concert singer and music hall. According to her death card at Spring Grove Cemetery, or his death card at Spring Grove Cemetery, Edmund Jr. succumbed to consumption of the bowels. Which apparently now, Same. in in modern terms, means ulceration and inflammation due to tuberculosis. Mm. Uh, George Dexter was one of the children that is, uh, I think he's actually buried in Massachusetts because that's where he married his daughter and had children. Uh, Adolphus Dexter um, he died of typhoid pneumonia. Um. He's buried in Brooklyn in Greenwood Cemetery. Yeah, so that's a little bit about the Dexters that are buried there. So I have... I didn't realize they were so prominent to the city. I mean, I've seen that uh, you know, that's a pretty famous mausoleum. It's typically the picture that every you know, if you Google Spring Grove Cemetery it's the most likely posted. the most mm-hmm. popular one. I found
0: uh, 15 Uh, Curious facts about Spring Grove Cemetery. Um, I'm going to send it to you. Nice. Just so we can, because it's kind of, it's a little long. Um, So it says at least 16 prostitutes, one dog and one Confederate general are buried here, but TV Superman is not. And this is by Greg Hand of October 2020 at uh, Cincinnati Magazine. So um, the first one is Superman is not buried in Spring Grove. Earthly remains of George Reeves, the actor who played Superman on television during the 50s, were held in a vault at Spring Grove for a couple of months while his mother sorted out what to do. Although she wanted a mausoleum in Cincinnati, it proved impractical. impracticable. Reeves' body was cremated here and the
1: ashes shipped to California. How did I never know that?
0: <laughs> right? Isn't that I interesting? I never
1: fucking knew that. I wonder what the... That's strange. I I wonder the connection. I was trying to read something. I don't even see a connection with Cincinnati. That just... Apparently, maybe there was some kind of rumor about that. Because it seems like... I, I, that's just strange. If anybody's interested in that story about him, we should... God, we should not even think about doing it. His death was very strange. Yeah. The movie Land, mm-hmm. where Ben Affleck played him, which is kind of funny because Ben Affleck has played both Superman and Batman now come to think of it. Um even though no offense to him he's a terrible Batman. I do. Um Hollywood Land is a great movie though. It really is. I mean to to kind of more fictionalized version of the story but um that that was a wild. Mm-hmm. That that whole case was was really crazy.
0: Uh Civil War Generals is 40 to 1. Spring Grove Cemetery provides a list of 40 Civil War generals buried within the grounds.
1: I think I did know that. Yeah, there's quite a quite a quite play. a few. Um,
0: among them are distinguished names like Cox, Hooker, Little, and McCook. The cemetery's official list does not include a single Confederate general buried there. Philip Nolan Luckett of Texas, who was appointed as acting Brigad- brigadier general uh, in June of 1863,
1: so it's actually Lytle because there's Lytle Tunnel in downtown Cincinnati and there's mm. Lytle Hall and yeah, so it's okay. <laughs> um fraternities forced
0: pledges to break into the cemetery isaac m jordan met his gruesome death in 1890 by falling down an open elevator shaft at the lincoln inn Court on main street he was a hugely successful businessman and politician but was famous because he helped create the sigma chai fraternity while in of the 1970s sigma chai pledges were ordered to sneak into spring grove record the inception of jordan's tomb and report back by dawn that's really interesting I like that. It's very different. Spring Grove once had a jail. The Norman Chapel was built in 1880, originally housed a jail in the basement. A jail cell oh still goodness. survives, but is used for storage. When it was functional, vagrants and reckless drivers, originally of horse-drawn carriages, carriages later of automobiles speeding in the cemetery, were arrested and kept overnight. Cemetery watchmen were de- de- deputized, good Lord, by the county sheriff to enforce the law. Uh, C.C. Brewer was not an optometrist. Almost every article, book, or blog post about weird Cincinnati sites directs readers to Charles Brewer's grave in Spring Grove Cemetery, like we had discussed, because for obvious reasons, it's very popular. Um, His gravestone features a bronze breast of himself with glass eyes. Uh, Most sources claim Brewer emphasized the eyes because of his career as an optometrist. This is not true. Brewer was a salesman, commission agent, and real estate investor. He married three times, disowned his own daughters, and tried to blow up one of his own buildings. He was declared insane and died in a mental hospital. But he was not an optometrist. <laughs> Is that? I guess that's because of the because of the eyes. Yeah. Um, at least one man sense. visited by telescope. George K. Schoenberger built the first magnificent Scarlet Oaks mansion in Clifton for his wife, Sarah Hamilton Schoenberger, in 1867. When she died in 1881, he had a magnificent vault constructed for their eternal rest. Schoenberger remarried in 1883 to a young Canadian woman named Ella Beatty. Still, he sighed for Sarah and often climbed into one of the Scarlet Oaks turrets to gaze upon her, or their tomb, with a telescope. Legend has it that Ella had enough one day and locked George in his turret. When he died in 1892, he and Sarah were reunited at Spring Grove while Ella married a Canadian composer.
1: She's like, I'm sick and fucking tired of you looking at your wife's grave. Oh my God. Okay. Um, spring Grove has its own water supply. Sorry, that's what I, that's not what shocked me. Um, but I just, the next two, um, it's called Spring Grove because the cemetery grounds are watered by natural spring, by natural springs. Spring water is stored in a reservoir tower located near the north gate. The tower is not only picturesque, picturesque but functional, providing a consistent supply of water. It almost wasn't called Spring Grove. A meeting in November of 1844 to choose the name for the cemetery adjourned adjoined when none of the suggested names attracted a majority of votes. Losing candidates were Cincinnati Rural, Makatawa, Maca,
0: that's clearly very Native American. Mac, uh, <laughs> uh, wait, Mac, <laughs>
1: Mac,
0: Mac, Mac, Mac,
1: there you go.
0: There is a Rose Hill though. Rose Hill. There's a Rose Hill over in Bridgewater. Yeah, like- they almost named
1: it Silent Hill. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that didn't. Man, I kind of wish they would have. Shade, God damn. Shade Land, Fairlawn, Rosedale, Mount Hope, Oakland, Miami, Walnut Dale. There is a. Miami, Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Cemetery, the Elms and Rosemont. There was a second meeting that produced Greenvale, Mount Repose, uh, Hopeland, Glenwood, Willow Glen, Oakland Valley, Elmwood, Hazelwood and what became of Spring Grove. Oh my goodness. I'm, I
0: low-key kind of wish it was called Silent Island Hill. <laughs> I like, what also, I love Cincinnati Cemetery because how different and unique is that <laughs> well, yeah cincinnati cemetery spring grove is home to several ladies of the evening there are at least 16 prostitutes or madams buried in spring grove cemetery Well, none are identified as such on the cemetery as burial records cross indexing with cincinnati death records and newspaper accounts confirm that prostitutes are buried there some rest in common unmarked areas some in family plots in other words the women listed here are not all buried together there is no concentrated red light district in the cemetery. Hilarious. Its ghost stories are lame. I listen. I don't agree with that because
1: it sounded pretty great to me. I don't know about the two white dogs or yeah. white wolves, but the fucking eyeball popping out. Listen, that's great. That's seriously a like. Box
0: I episode. know for a cemetery <laughs> this big, this old and scenic Spring Grove has inspired few spooky stories, which really, in reality, is a good thing. That means you know they're at rest. So. It's not necessarily a bad thing. One involves the Dexter mausoleum that we had talked about with the, uh, you know, the dogs. Um, it's supposedly, if you sit on the landing of this tomb, two white dogs will run by, or white wolves. Maybe they gl- their eyes glow red? Sources differ. They will stare hey, at you. Hey, as long
1: as they just keep to themselves and keep on moving, like, we're good.
0: I think it'd be cool as shit to be sitting there and be like,
1: hey, what's that, puppies? And look, I'd be like, look at the puppies. Oh, listen. <laughs> You and my husband, both. Puppies. puppies. Look at the puppies with the red eyes and my dinosaur little puppies. <laughs> Hello, demons. And their eyes would turn blue and be like... <laughs> i mean, I had the babies.
0: For some <laughs> residents, Spring Grove is their third resting place. Perhaps a thousand Whoa. or more Spring Grove residents died years, even decades, before the cemetery was even opened. How is this possible? Cincinnati's first burial grounds were located at the original outskirts of town around 4th Street. As the city expanded, the dead were relocated to more remote graveyards, such as the area where Washington Park is now located. The new con- confines sw- quickly filled during the cholera epidemics of the eighteen thirties and eighteen forties. Many of the burials were relocated again
1: to Spring Grove. They didn't really relocate all of the bodies. No. at Washington Park. There's still there's still some there. Yeah, there's. Have fun with that when you when you go. I mean, it's beautiful. It's it a, is. It's a gore- It's beautiful what they've done with that area. Washington Park is absolutely gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just, just, just there's dead bodies. You know, I mean, we're 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 buried on. It's it's poltergeist as far as I'm concerned. It's it's all ancient burial grounds. It's, it's almost just- like. It's
0: just all I this do. whole land is cursed I like do. it's on an ancient Indian or Native American burial ground. I
1: mean,
0: you know, just. I mean. Spring insane. Grove banned automobiles. Cincinnati funeral homes maintained horse drawn hearses for a long time after motorized vehicles became available because no Cincinnati cemetery permitted automobiles to disturb the silence. Mm. Spring Grove finally relented in April 1911 and allowed motor cars except on Sunday afternoons. But only if motorists followed strict regulations, Spring Grove finally replaced its own horse-drawn carriage with an automobile in 1915. Headstones have always been controversial. In 1950, when David B. Lawler, among the founders of Spring Grove, attempted to place a sphinx in his family plot, some directors objected to to the quote-unquote heathen symbolism, but it was eventually allowed. Ten years later, Alexander Lotta, inventor of the fire engine, unveiled a headstone design with his invention sculpted on top. Spring Grove rejected the design as too commercial. As recently as 2014, Spring Grove found itself in a dispute over a
1: couple of SpongeBob SquarePants headstones. Yeah, I remember hearing about that because I think it was actually... Um, what what they actually had to do... So it was somebody that was... It was a military... Um, So it was an army, an army sergeant. Uh, her family had selected that her monument be her favorite cartoon character, which was SpongeBob SquarePants and uh, for her and for her twin sister. So she was an army sergeant um, and her twin sister is currently serving in the Navy. I'm, I'm guessing with how young she was, it was possible that she was killed Um while she was in service but initially Spring Grove um, stated that the large Spongebob statues did not meet the standards of their historic cemetery so the resolution that they ended up uh, coming together with with the family was that there were They were originally removed but then when they were reinstalled there's full granite slabs that are erected right behind them to shield them from people that pass by so it would only be if you went around the slabs would you actually see the spongebob gravestones you wouldn't see them as i need you're to go to see by. those because i haven't seen um. them. So yeah, she was, oh no, that's not what happened. Oh my God, I'm reading what happened. This is awful. Um. So this, I, I kind of actually remember this happening. So it was actually in 2014 when they finally settled to have the gravestones <clears throat> with the large granite slabs in front that have inscriptions on them. And then around the other side are the SpongeBob statues and it's SpongeBob in, one is in army, Uniform and the other one is in
0: <laughs> Stop it. That's
1: that's them. That's actually like precious. So unfortunately 28 uh, year old army sergeant Kimberly Walker very 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 unfortunately because this is awful. Valentine's Day of 2013 in Colorado Springs she was murdered by her boyfriend. Oh wow. Um, he was arrested and, arrested, charged, and sentenced. Um, yeah, that's just awful. So, thank goodness that they were able to come to, um... A resolution? A resolution regarding that, because... You know, I mean, this was ultimately her wishes, her family's wishes. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that it has to come down to that, but, um you know. Do you think they would mind if I erected a Chucky statue? I think as long as it wasn't in view, Mm -hmm. then you're probably fine. Put me in the back. That's fine. I don't care. I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) I'm just like, listen, I don't need to be... I mean, I'm not going to be buried anyway.
0: I'm going to be cremated and turned into a tree, but it's fine. Um... At least one burial is not human. According to the Cincinnati Enquirer, a dog named Old Man is interred next to his late master, George E. Turner. He was quite attached to his canine companion, a dog allegedly skilled at mathematics and particularly adept at sorting correct change on command. Although cemetery rules prohibit animal burial, superintendent William Salway was a good friend of Turner's. As Turner lay on his deathbed, Salway agreed when the dog's time came, he would rejoin his earthly master, which is very precious. Spring Grove holds a patent on a tree. The white flowering dogwood tree is susceptible to a nasty fungus. The horticulture team at Spring Grove Cemetery bred a cultivar or variant of the species that appears to withstand fungal infection while producing abundant flowers and tolerance for hot and cold temperatures. The patent was awarded in 1993. There's some fun facts about
1: Spring Grove. Nice. Some things I sure as hell did not know. I didn't know. Now, the George Reeves thing, I didn't know. I didn't know that at all. Um. But, yeah, and that headstone thing can be interesting, too. Um. I don't know. I always thought that was kind of weird. Like, I, I understand they're a historic cemetery, but you're still a cemetery. Right. So I feel like whatever that person's wishes are in death should be honored no matter what. I mean, no exactly. matter how the cemetery themselves are going to feel like it. Like, what does that matter if it fits? Um, That's what they want, so. Yeah. How does that fit? Yeah, that just seems kind of weird to me. That just seems strange. Yeah, I mean, I get where they're coming from, but at least they figured out a way to do it anyways. But yeah, um, it's definitely somewhere that I want, I, I need to go back. Like, I actually need to, I want to I go back and actually, like, not only, like, be able to take, like, a full tour yeah. of the whole thing. Especially actually as an adult, ins- like, and really be able to appreciate it. Um, because I have, like, I did the tour, but again, that was in high school. And then, mm-hmm. um, the second time I went was actually a funeral. So, um, no,
0: I've been there for a funeral one time, and then I've been there one time to just look at it, and then the other time was for the pictures. Yeah. So I've been there about three times, but I, I do, I would really like to go and actually pay attention to everything, you know, actually take my time and, because it is, it's such a beautiful place and there's so many intricate headstones and very beautiful headstones there that I would really like to take my time about it.
1: You know, and not only that, like, we've said this about, um, every haunted place we've been to, every place that we've investigated that uh, not only um, I mean not only for the fact of doing any type of ghost hunting or anything like that but just to appreciate the architecture and the history of places like that more than more than anything Yep, because they you know they are a part of history. Um. And I don't... I, I think at times history does not get appreciated the way it should. I don't think it's... I honestly think it's a
0: lot of times it don't. Because, you know, when we go to historic places and we go ghost hunting, there's a lot of people there that you can tell that are just there for the hell of it. They're not there to... Appreciate anything. They're there to capture shit and treat the ghosts like uh, circus parlor tricks and all that shit, which is funny because a lot of times when you go into it like that, you don't get um, evidence. No. When we went to Ohio State Reformatory, uh, we stepped out for I I stepped out because I wanted a smoke break and we were talking to some people and they were like yeah we've had nothing and mind you these people had like legit ghost hunting equipment like Mm -hmm. i'm talking like the full nine yards of shit and they're like yeah we haven't had anything happen and me and becky were like stuff has been happening to us the entire time and i'm like you've had nothing happening to you and they're like yeah we feel like it's a you know, it's just not. It's just a crock. This place ain't haunted. And I want to be like, mm, I think it's haunted. I think you guys aren't being very respectful. And the fact that you're not even enjoying where you are historically makes
1: me sad, too. I think that's the biggest part of it is not even appreciating where you are, let alone um, just expecting the- certain things to happen paranormal things to happen Mm -hmm. just off the cuff instead of actually just letting things naturally happen Mm -hmm. um I mean not everybody is uh an empath and feels the way it feels things the way we do but I just think in any case if you force something if you try to make something happen it's it's not gonna happen it's just it's not I I think that can, you can put that towards anything in life. If you just open yourself and let it happen, it'll happen naturally. But
0: imagine like coming, someone coming into your space and being like, hey, talk to me. And like super rude to you. And like basically making you feel like you need to do parlor tricks
1: for them. Yeah. Of course you're not going to do it. It's freaking. They're humans. It's like we said, it's freaking, I've said this a million times. It's, beetlejuice man mm-hmm. you know beetlejuice is a little it's like bit real like she said about the the maitlands like they'll be cool with you as long as you just treat them like regular people don't make them do parlor tricks exactly like i don't think that's so much to ask if because in life they were regular people exactly why would you treat them any differently now that they're yeah, now that they're dead, that
0: because a lot of a lot of times I think people want to get evidence for clout.
1: Well, and as we you know, and as we both know too, unfortunately, a lot of uh, certain ghost shows out there. Um, in my opinion, and I think from what other people have said, I think a few things have. Uh, maybe been edited or exaggerated a little bit um, on certain shows and you can take that however you want to take it. But I think that has a lot to do with it too. Mm-hmm. I think you're inundated with so much. And I think a lot of people, especially certain shows that have such a strong fan base, If you're led to believe that every episode that you've watched is true and everything you've seen is an actual ghost, then if you're not experiencing exactly what they are experiencing, then you are just going to walk away being disappointed. Because it's not going to happen. Because either A, they have better equipment than you do, or B, it's fake, unfortunately.
0: Or you're just going into it with disrespect. Because go- let me tell you something. Ghosts are like animals. They can smell bullshit a mile away. And they know. And it's funny because when me and Becky have investigated. Good Lord. When we we've, we've investigated places, when we start having experiences and then some people start to come around... Gone.
1: Oh, that happened, yeah. That
0: happens a lot.
1: That happened at the, uh... Waverly, it was bad at Waverly. And at uh, Indiana Sanatorium, it happened Mm -hmm. a couple of times. Because
0: they know. They know, and they can smell bullshit. And the thing about what me and Becky do, yeah, me and Becky try to get evidence. We do, we, we do things here and there, but we don't do it the whole time. There's a lot of times where we just rely on our senses, and experience things on our own without having our phones out you know without having any type of equipment because you're going to get way more experience by just your senses than anything else and to me those are the experiences that i crave those are the experiences that i enjoy the most like we didn't get on video that time when we played 70s and 80s rock music and the whole it was cell the block came alive yeah, Downsville yeah. Country. we didn't we didn't get that on film but we will never forget that moment ever because it was one of the best paranormal experiences i've ever had in my entire
1: life what well, i think you can also look at it this way um energy matches energy yeah right so you know you could meet a person uh blind date um, someone you know is introducing you to a coworker, or whatever a situation, and you're meeting this person for the first time, and automatically, immediately, no, like your <laughs> Their energy,
0: like,
1: we're not like the energy is not the energy is not matching. Like it's it's giving it's giving very it's negative. It's giving depression. Also. Yeah, <laughs> it's um. Yeah, it's giving. I don't want to be around you.
0: <laughs> and let me tell you something. <laughs> My we? intuition has never been wrong. Trust your gut. If you feel off about a person, there's a reason why. Oh, there were so many times. So many times. So many times.
1: My intuition was like, told yourself, "So stupid." It's fine. You live and um, learn. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, so it, it would, it, it. That makes sense, mm-hmm. right? So if a person passes on, and this flesh skin suit disintegrates but that soul that energy is still there that if that inner so if you're coming in with your nasty energy and that energy is there that that energy isn't going to want to be around Mm -hmm. your energy so yeah, energy, ma- energy matches energy. You can take that in any situation. So it would make perfect sense if you are automatically walking into a situation where you are paranormal investigating and you automatically right off the bat have a funky attitude, or you're just being very negative, or you're just expecting something to happen. You're not Wanting it to happen or wishing it to happen, willing it to happen naturally, you're you're trying to make it happen. You're forcing it to happen. that's that's going into it with very nasty, funky negative energy. And no, no other energy, dead or alive is going to want to be around that. so that that right there just makes perfect sense. If you put it in that type of context, because I think for um, you know, we get a lot of listeners that probably listen to us. I get it. There may just some may just be some people that just want to listen to the movie reviews or just want to listen to the serial killer episodes or just want to listen to episodes like this. So if we have listeners that listen to every episode because they're open to everything, um, we try to word things in a way that even if you don't, especially episodes like this, um, when it deals with the paranormal, because even if you don't believe like we believe, if you put in, if you put things in certain context, <laughs> anybody could look at that and hear that and register that and go, ah, okay, I get it. Like the energy matches energy thing, mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Dead or alive, why the hell would you want to be around funky ass energy? Like nobody wants that. I think that's why I
0: point out. What, what... Waverly the most because the people, unfortunately, that were in our group were incredibly negative. Yeah, not good. They, I did not like their energy at all. No. And we had to regroup because we were, because when we do investigations and we open ourselves to energy, unfortunately, we open ourselves to all of it. So that means that people around us too. And we could only get theirs. Like, their energy was so negative and so strong. All we could get was them. And I'm like, we have to regroup because I can't. Like, I was starting to get aggravated and starting to get upset because I was getting, I was absorbing their energy instead of the spirits that we were trying to communicate with. But we did. We regrouped and we ended up having a great time and ended up, um, you know, getting our own Experiences, but it it happens when you open yourself to all energies. That includes all energies, and unfortunately, we were just around a lot of negative ass people. Yeah,
1: Actual that's people. The, that's the worst because <laughs> that's automatically what your your feeling and you're feeding off of is these people and their energy. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part of it sucks, but um. Yeah, I mean it's just like. Two, especially when it comes to certain things happening that you just absolutely can't explain. Whether you believe it's paranormal or not, I think that there are some things that you just, now, okay, I think for instance, maybe like the guy that said the eyeball popped out, it could be very possible that the glass eye did just so happen to fall out and roll towards this guy, I could totally see something like that happening and it freaked him out and he ran and a groundskeeper or somebody later that night or the next morning found it and made sure they placed the eye back where it belonged and probably put some sealer or something in there to can, you know, to make sure that it's in there and it won't fall out again. That is totally plausible. But the way your mind plays tricks on you, how, you could turn that into the the most horrific story ever as you play it over and over in your head. It just, the story just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, the white dogs, how often do you just see stray dogs going by? How much of a coincidence would it have been that these kids are somewhere they're not supposed to be and they open the door and these dogs just happen to be there and they're probably not, not every dog is nice, and they probably growled at them. And I'm sure in the moonlight or whatever, they probably saw their eyes glowing. And now after, you know, telling the story over and over again, before you know it, because you've been so horrified in the way our memories and minds play trick on, tricks on us. After a few years, that's turned into a demon hound from hell <laughs> with with fire eyes mm-hmm. that was trying to eat your soul. I mean, I, I, listen, I totally get it. I, I think that there are really... I think that at times there's very plausible explanations for things that I think that if they did happen um the way our memory and minds play tricks on us even though it may have been scary after we have played it over and over and over in our heads we've made it the scariest thing imaginable so I think that's I think that's plausible too. I do. I, I, I really think that could that could definitely happen, especially if you're already in a place where you're freaked out. I mean, I'm are, very I'm very thankful that we do this together, like the paranormal stuff, because
0: we kind of keep each other grounded when it comes to like me being like, oh my god, I felt so cold. There's a cold spot and then Becky's like, that there this is we're literally in a draft. Like yeah. There's a you draft, know, things like, like that. Right we always here. try to explain it away first or when we experience something together, we talk about it. We sit and we talk about it and we're like, okay, how can we try to debunk this? Because you always you want to be a healthy skeptic when it
1: comes to things like this. You I think that it is more than imperative that you are a healthy skeptic, because if not you will be looking for a ghost and a demon and a spirit in everything. Um, and I just, I've I've never thought that was a good idea, that that's a good idea. You have to always look at everything objectively because um, otherwise you will. You'll be looking at everything like it's a ghost, it's a spirit. Well, and then... Two, when something actually does happen, like really happen, um, now you don't know if it's real or not because the way your the way your brain has played it over and over in your head, it, it's it's like it's a totally different story than what actually happened. Like, there's there's similarities to the actual story, but... It's almost like a game of telephone, <laughs> in a way. Thank you. <laughs>
0: and it just... The longer, the longer it goes, the more things get a little bit more... Not that it's not true, but it gets a little bit more exaggerated because you're remembering it differently.
1: All right. I didn't know if you had anything else. About Spring Grove or haunted, spoopy nope. places. I just saw that uh, article and was like, "Ooh,
0: let's read. It. Let's let's go over this one because it was um, interesting facts and it definitely was. It was stuff
1: I had never." That was really cool. That was, it was interesting, definitely yeah. stuff that I didn't that I didn't know. Apparently, George Reeves' body was kept on ice in one of the buildings. Okay, hon. Huh? Um, until they did cremate it and take the remains back to California. But that's that's kind of crazy. That that is crazy. Superman was was at Spring Grove Cemetery for half a second. Um, so we hope you guys enjoy that episode for next week. We are doing an episode about uh, Professor James St. James and um how original The way I found out about this, I believe um was either from another podcast or something that I had seen on an Instagram page because I'll just follow Instagram pages with different weird, historical, strange historical facts. Um, This professor in the 1960s as a teenager apparently went crazy and murdered his whole family. And then when he was released from prison, he became an award-winning psychology professor who is still a psychology professor as of 2021 to this day. So, yeah, that is who we are going to be talking about next week. I just thought that was just such a crazy story because, I mean, you know, we have done a lot of <laughs> really interesting true crime stories, but never one about um, someone who not only killed their family but uh, and went to prison, but... Was released from prison and went on to become a psychology professor. So, um, yeah, I read the article. I that was the first. I I didn't really know other than what what I had read or heard. There really wasn't much about this. I'd never heard about the story before. I don't. I don't know if many people know about it. So, um, yeah. I didn't. So it's new for me. Yeah. Well. So. <clears throat> can't wait to talk about that yes. be something interesting probably something that most of our listeners have to there's hear a lot of stuff
0: i've heard that people say that they've never heard of like uh, my girlfriend in particular she's like how do you guys come up with your your topics cuz she's like there's some stuff you guys talk about i've never heard about and i was like Scrammin. well becky listens to a lot of podcasts and does a lot of research and dike di- di- diving i'm so sorry
1: I, not in a long time i
0: too do dike diving it's been a while but Thank deep, deep you. diving, thank you, <laughs> happy pride. <laughs> deep yeah. diving into um uh, uh, topics and things like that. So Bucky is very good at finding very different things that we can talk about where a lot of another not a lot of other podcasts talk about, and it's really cool. And I, I have really always that. said
1: that I have a wealth of useless knowledge that I had no idea at. A certain point in life would um, come in handy. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Look at that. Like a like a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, well, here we are.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you know, we have the socials Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at DFWTO8811. Uh, DFWTO podcast handle is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And also, if you have any, or, um, Give us a follow and a subscribe on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. And give us a review. You'll always know when we put out new episodes, which is every Wednesday. And also, I figured a lot of you guys probably knew this, but just wanted to throw this out there. Terrifier 3 has been confirmed. Yes. Um, and will be happening sooner rather than later, so I hear. So that's exciting news about Terrifier Um Insidious Five comes out within the month.
1: Yeah, Terrified, that's also exciting. I think it's supposed to even get a, a wider theatrical release yeah. as well, which will
0: which is awesome. Very cool. Um yep, Insidious 5 comes out within the month. I believe it's July 7th or 9th or something like that.
1: Yeah, saw a trailer for that. Um oh yeah, saw if and anybody didn't if anybody didn't see my post uh in my stories, I saw uh the Boogeyman over the weekend. Um, it is Rob Savage's Savage's new movie. Um, I uh like I said, I gave it a solid eight and a half out of ten. Um, I was I was really happy with it. Uh Vivian Blair, um, she is gonna be a little standout. Uh I saw her in um I remembered her. She's uh if if the name's not ringing a bell, she was young, Leia and the OE-wan. Kenobi series on disney plus um but yeah she was definitely the standout she killed it um it i i really i really thoroughly enjoyed it. it it wasn't as scary as everybody said it was like there were so many people like the the jump scares it did have were solid especially that first jump scare i think that was the one everybody was talking about because it 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 gets you um you know i don't want anything under my motherfucking bed either but um yeah, it it's good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Amazing storyline. And there's like a little if you've seen Host, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a little nod in there. And uh I gave a shout out to Jed. Thanks, Jed. Liked it. So um yeah, that was that was really cool too. Like seeing that. I was like, ah I see. like you you like if you've seen host, you'll you'll know exactly what it is, and it was it was really cool. That was I'm over really here cool. just
0: continuing to say, "Ooh, jump scare from
1: TikTok." <laughs> Ever since you said jump scare, host by far I think is the most one of the most terrifying. Like that, that host is that amazing. genuinely scared me. But um, but this was fun. It was a fun like the the scares where they were 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 fun and they were well timed. Um, and again, like I said, the acting was spot on and Mm -hmm. uh this the storyline the script was I mean to take to branch out from if you're familiar with the Stephen King short story and the way uh, they were able to branch out the story even farther from there I thought was very well done so yeah like I said solid eight and a half out of ten and the creature had some like me and my me and my husband both agreed. Like, definitely some like I was getting some like Skinwalker vibes. Like, even from Cinema. the way it looked and the way it just, I was, I was getting a lot of those vibes. It was just the way and the, the, the Lovecraftian. A lot mm-hmm. of love, like it's, it's so old. It's older than older than Earth, older than time. Like, there's a lot of references to that. I am here for that. And then you like apply that with the way the creature looks. It hides in the dark. Like there's a lot of same Yeah. It was yes. I too like to (laughs) hide the (laughs) dark. Oh my god. (laughs) Um yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, if you guys don't want to see it in theaters, I totally get it. It was my birthday. I I wanted to Freaking see it, and I hadn't been to a movie theater with my husband forever. So I'm like, "You are
0: going to see this with me." I'm trying to convince. Um, I'm trying to convince my girlfriend to go. So it was just
1: fun. Us. It was just a fun. It was a fun movie to go see at the theaters. It really, really, really was. It was fun. We saw it on a Sunday on a rainy day. There was barely anybody in the theater. It was fun. It was I'm so trying to
0: convince fun. my girlfriend to go with us to to see
1: Insidious Five because I was like, Yeah, they they anything... showed the trailer and it it was i i I had my husband because i was like remember how remember how little dalton was he's a whole grown ass he's a man now. man the fuck (laughs) like because they show him little in Mm -hmm. the trailer and yeah he was like my husband was like oh i was like we we have to see this and i told (laughs) her too
0: i was like you will regret not seeing this in the theater there are certain movies you just have to see in the theater and anything insidious. From the and insidious insidious
1: two were like mm. three caught me in the feels for personal reasons. Four, mm. we're gonna we're doing a wraparound. We're wraparound. Wrap <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of my favorite fucking <laughs> fucking oh my god no i'm yeah we're we're i'm, if, I'm glad if she's I'm not gonna happy. go then i'm going like i have to see i have to see the theater i have, the have theater. to, the I have to
0: <laughs> listen oh
1: you want to talk about scared i'm i'm ready please scare me i am please patrick
0: wilson and the powers that be please. please scare me please scare me every time i go into a horror movie i want to be scared that's and it never happens
1: it's only ready. happened
0: a small handful of times yeah so do it
1: Scare me. Yeah, there's a certain jump scare in the boogeyman that fucking got me. I was like, you (laughs) motherfucker. Like, because it was so delayed that you're like, oh. And then it happens and you're like, God! I hate those. (laughs) Like, (laughs) when it's not, when it doesn't happen, when you
0: think and then you let your guard
1: down, it motherfucking, it got me so good. It got me so fucking good. Good. I was like, all right, okay, all right, all right.
0: <laughs> Alright guys, well um Yep, that's about it. Yep. So we love be you guys. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week with True Crime Craziness. Yes. Have a wonderful week and remember, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Stay safe. K okay, Bye, bye. bye. Happy pr- Gay. <laughs>